This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. They hand to Gibbs, and Gibbs breaks it. Touchdown, what a night for the rookie. Wow. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Last time we saw the Detroit Lions, they laid it on the Las Vegas Raiders so badly, the uh, the Raiders fired everybody. And Jameer Gibbs had a great game. David Montgomery going to be back this week. Montgomery back at practice today on Wednesday, setting up a really interesting game as Detroit visits the Chargers on Sunday. Detroit bet up to a three-point road favorite in that game. Our pal Eric Eager will join us in a second to talk about that game and more. Uh, but Ken and I will bring you the latest line movement in the NFL coming up in about 20 minutes, and then power hour, final hour of the show featuring all our bets for tonight. And we've got a lot of them, 14 games tonight in the NBA. But the aforementioned Eric Eager hops on with us now. Uh, Eric is one of the best follows on Twitter when it comes to the National Football League. Would encourage everybody to check him out at Eric Eager underscore. And you got to check out the Sumer Sports, S-U-M-E-R, the Sumer Sports football show with Eric and former Falcons general manager Thomas Dimitrov, who, of course, famously is a Tim Scanlon client. Eric, welcome back to You Better You Bet with Nick and Ken. Happy Week 10. Can't believe we're already to Week 10. Uh, we have nine or eight more weeks of uh, Arthur Smith uh, getting to embarrass himself. What a privilege. Well, like, let me ask you about that. We were going to do Lions Chargers, but just because you mentioned Arthur Smith, you you were you were saying some things about Arthur Smith before we had you on the air too. Nick says things about Arthur Smith on the air all the time now. Like one of I've referred to him as his least favorite person, something like that uh, earlier in the show. Okay, like I I get that, Eric. And Kyler Murray is going to make his debut on Sunday for the Cardinals. It looks like Jonathan Gannon. Like as long as you know no setbacks or whatever, it's going to be Kyler Murray. Like I think, like I, yeah, I hate Arthur Smith too. I think this number is nuts. That like Atlanta's only one and a half against the Cardinals, and I don't like Arthur Smith either. I know, I know you said that, and I and saying that, and then betting the game are two different things. What do you make of this Atlanta Arizona game? With it seems like everyone's out on Arthur Smith, and Kyler Murray's playing for the Cardinals, probably. Yeah, I, it is. It is a bit ridiculous. Like I think that um, you know Josh Dobbs, for example, like goes to Minnesota, a team without their left tackle, top five guy in the league, without a uh, top five wide receiver in the league at least, they're able to go and. You know, he's able to go and take that, you know, that Minnesota Vikings team and and actually be competitive against the Falcons. I still think the Falcons probably should have won, probably should have even covered the number in that game. And and that just shows you how bad Arizona was, because in Arizona, he was made to look like one of the worst quarterbacks in football. I don't necessarily know if Kyler Murray coming in first game with a new new system, first game with a new head coach uh, is going to he'll look better than Josh Dobbs definitively. But I don't think that that's going to move the needle a ton for, for the Arizona Cardinals. Additionally, this Arizona Cardinals team, like, make no mistake, they, they don't still don't want to win these games. And so I think instead of, uh, you know, him going out balls to the wall uh, to win, I think it's really trying to get an evaluation on him more than anything. 
And I, I just don't think he makes up for enough to make this game basically a pick em against a team like the Falcons, who, while not a great team and not well coached uh, in the slightest, um, is not, you know, among the top, you know, bottom, you know, quarter of the league. So, yeah, this number's fishy to me. Eric, can you give us like you're like in the weeds in like the best possible way on like NFL decision making, like analyzing what coaches do. And again, that's why I always encourage people like I love I love your insights on Twitter. And like I, I think you do a really great job with stuff, right? Just like in 30 seconds, we'll get back to the games in a second. Like some of the Arthur Smith stuff, like is it is it explainable at all? Like pulling Bijan off the field. Like for these and like the goal to go situations are saying like well he's excelling off the ball so well then why'd you draft him eighth overall like is there is there any like rhyme or reason to what he's doing in like thirty seconds here in your opinion? The only thing I can think about is that Kyle Pitts is still injured and and Bijan Robinson maybe had like long COVID or something with that Tampa Bay game uh, where he barely played and. Uh, and it's lingering because otherwise it doesn't make a ton of sense. No, um, I, I think that Arthur Smith would benefit from coming out and actually saying that rather than um, giving the allure that they're playing. It would be different if it gave them a competitive advantage to not play these guys, but it clearly doesn't. And so I think for the sake of his career, he's got to come out and give a real excuse why they're not playing other than I'm smarter than you. And this is like some oppressionist painting that you guys don't understand. Well, I think that my guess is that's what he actually thinks. Although maybe you're right. And maybe like there is something going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. Uh, all right. But we played the Lions highlight coming back from Bake. Let, let's pay that off. Like fascinating game. Uh, I think the total's too high, but what the hell do I know? It's not moving. So I guess I guess people disagree with me. Uh, Lions are a three-point road favorite on Sunday at the Chargers, Eric. The total's 48 and a half. Any thoughts or bets for the Lions and the Chargers? Uh <laughs> I know that there was a move in the market towards the Lions um, this, you know, earlier earlier today. I kind of agree with that in that, like, there's a lot of bad things about the Chargers right now. Their defense is only really feasting on bad offenses. Uh, they are their offense can't move the ball vertically, and and that's true about a lot of offenses in the NFL. And we saw, you know, the Las Vegas Raiders, who I don't think are quite as good as LA in terms of move, but they have a similar problem in terms of the deep passing game. I, I think that this one, you, you you said the total is a little too high. I agree with that. I mean, I don't know how, especially it's sort of this weird thing where if you have two competent quarterbacks in the NFL, I, I don't know it, how you can bet an over on a total that is in sort of the mid forties uh, or high forties in the NFL, because in a weird way, guys, that competence at the quarterback position actually feeds into the under. We've seen it with Baltimore, or we saw it this, you know, with Bills versus Bengals, where these offenses are good enough to move the ball, eat a ton of clock, and then the defenses in the NFL are engineered to stall those those drives out on the thirty. And if that totals in the high forties, and they kick field goals, we're happy for you, but that's not going to get to an over, right? And so it's in a weird way, I think, the fact that Herbert is actually like good enough not to throw three interceptions, and so is Jared Goff, would actually feed into an under in this situation because a lot of these teams are good at success rate. They're good at play for play, getting five, six, seven yards, but they're terrible at, at, at the big plays uh, structurally as well as you know due to their defense. Eric, we'll get back to the Sunday games in a second, but I want to ask you about Monday night just because we Nick and I have talked about this a little bit. I have kind of like a theory 
that I think the Broncos could be like not just like an okay team, maybe like a good team the second half of the season, win a lot of games, maybe not get back into playoff contention. But like that is it all starts with with Monday night against Buffalo. Like they lose this game. You know, you basically have to win out to be like competitive or compelling in the second half of the season. Nick and I both really like the Broncos in the game. We're not buying Buffalo with like not making any changes off the Cincinnati game. Nick pointed that out on Monday. I like Denver and I like Denver like I'm buying them long term for the rest of the season. Am, am I nuts? Do you agree with me? The Bills are seven and a half on Monday night. Well, I know our, our mutual friend, Rob Zola, who comes on the show, is, is quite bright. I think, you know, he he said the same thing. And and I don't mind that so much. The Denver Broncos were a team. I actually picked them to be the seventh seed in the AFC uh, prior to the year. I just don't know if I'm going to sell Buffalo yet. I, I'm, I, you know, Josh Allen, to me, at like 20 to 1 is still a good MVP bet. The Bills at 5 and 4 and, you know, still... Uh, you know, underdogs two to one underdogs to win that division. I think are still a good bet. I, I'm still gonna I'm still gonna like Buffalo in spots like this um, because I think that there's still a sizable coaching advantage. I still think there's a sizable advantage at the quarterback position, and uh, I think in ga- I think games like two weeks ago where they win for the first time in you know eight years to Kansas City um, are actually kind of going to affirm things that probably aren't good long term, which is give the ball to Javante Williams thirty times. Uh, and play defense, which I still don't think necessarily wins against a team like Buffalo. So I'm actually on the other side. I do like the Bills here um, and and Bills and teasers. I just I I still can't I can't quit Buffalo. I, I just think they're too well coached and they have you know too good of a of a quarterback in Josh Allen and they're they're starting to get Dalton Kincaid involved in a way that I think perturbs some of the issues associated with the fact that Diggs is going to be going up against a really good corner in Patrick Sertan. I I just don't know if the Broncos uh, you know. I don't know if the, the I, I think we're a little bit overreacting to the Broncos, even though I agree with you that they're positively trending. That honestly, like Dawson Knox, like I hope he gets back and he's healthy. Like him going out might be the best thing for this offense. Like more Khalil Shakir, more Dalton, Dalton Kincaid for this Buffalo Bills offense. You better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a Wednesday, talking week 10 in the National Football League with our pal Eric Eager from Sumer Sports on Twitter at Eric Eager underscore um eric we had a piece of breaking news come in hashtag crossing the wire maybe a couple of minutes before you came on so i think we knew like jamar chase was not going to practice today or if he did it was going to be very limited with the back injury he sustained in the win on sunday night against buffalo t higgins also doesn't practice today with a hamstring injury so like we'll we'll wait to see kind of like what happens there it's early in the week obviously like he may be good to go come sunday but we've obviously seen movement in the market towards the houston texans this was in between six and a half and seven it's a juiced seven towards houston Houston right now at BetMGM, total 47 and a half. Stroud coming off maybe the best rookie quarterback game ever. What do you have for us here with the Bengals and the Texans in Cincinnati? Yeah, it's, I think the, I think two weeks ago, you're like, both of these teams are a lot lower in everybody's power ratings than they are now. I think that, you know, Houston, fresh off of a loss to a Carolina team that's only won one game all year. They have a great performance against Tampa Bay, a one in which they give up 37 points. So I, I, I'm a huge fan of C.J. Stroud. I think you don't even have to qualify. He's good for an NFL quarterback. He's not just good for a rookie right now. Um, Cincinnati, you do have to monitor those two injuries, which is which is keeping me from you know being definitive about laying the points here. Uh, but I think if you can get health either either from Chase or from Higgins, uh, add that to Tyler Boyd. You know, you've seen a little bit of, of rejuvenation from Mixon and Irv Smith. I think I don't think I can get to Houston here just because uh, I think that you've seen a lot of improvement in the defense for Cincinnati and the offense. And I think, you know, the improvement for Cincinnati, I'm more willing to buy into than the improvement in Houston. 
Um, you know, I think Houston's very encouraging. I don't think they're good yet. Eric, a lot of uh, a lot of buzz this week for for Lamar Jackson and MVP. The midseason award pieces are all out. Obviously, that's driven by like some of these recent Ravens performances, which have been like completely outrageous, running up the score against uh, a bunch of teams. And now the Ravens, like we, we to be fair, like we saw this with an MVP campaign before, right? Like Brock Purdy was maybe going to be the MVP of the league. They play Cleveland, rut row, like a ton of turnovers, rain outside. They lose the game. Brock Purdy MVP, never heard from again. We think that happens with Lamar Jackson in this game. Like, this will be the toughest test from a defensive standpoint that he's seen so far. The Ravens are six-point favorites at home on Sunday. Yeah, you've seen some movement towards Baltimore, which I think is – is I, I don't know necessarily if it's understandable, especially given how Cleveland played, um, you know, last week against Arizona. Now, again, we talk about Arizona. Uh, it is just Arizona. Deshaun Watson still not out of the woods yet. But that defense for Cleveland, I think, can do some things, um, you know, to Baltimore to make it tough. Long term, I think the Ravens, you know, the only thing that's standing in front of them and possibly winning the AFC is injuries. Uh, but in this particular game, I just think this number is a little too high. That good stuff there. Oh, Eric, what about oh, the Steelers oh, and the Packers? Yeah. What about the Steelers and the Packers coming up on Sunday? Steelers in between a three and a three and a half point home favorite in this game. Yeah, this is this is like the one where everybody's going to talk about Mike Tomlin's voodoo magic over the NFL and all this kind of stuff. I would rather this thing be plus three if I was going to back the Steelers. Obviously, uh, I actually think in this particular spot, the Steelers are, have been pretty uh, have been pretty underwhelming under Tomlin, especially uh, in the post Big Ben era. Like, I I don't think you you can get there. Um, you know, with the Steelers. That being said, I don't know if you can back the Packers either, given how inept their offense is at times and how. Um, you know, weak their defenses. Uh, Jalen Warren, you know, Najee Harris, have they been the best running back tandem in the NFL? No. Uh, are they good plays in like the DFS round this week? Possibly just because Green Bay has had such a hard time this year uh, of fitting the run. Um, I think this is a very co close, condensed game. And, you know, again, if you want, if you need the, the Steelers to win by margin more than a field goal, I, I just can't get there with Kenny Pickett and uh, an offense that has struggled um, you know, time in and time out to outgain their opponents. So I, I really have no opinion on this game other than I think if you lay the points with Pittsburgh, you're asking for trouble. Erica, about a minute left. Why don't we do Sunday night football? Just like a really a game that like didn't have to be interesting, but now like the Raiders change coaches and they play well and the Jets are like this weird mess of like they win three in a row, but then everybody watched Monday night and now Sal is answering all these questions, pleading the fifth on quarterback stuff. Like really ridiculous. And the point spread is a fun one too in the market, right? Just who do you think is gonna win the game on Sunday night? Jets or Raiders? Jets are technically favored by one. What would your answer be in about a minute? I think um man, it's tough. Um, I still think the Jets defense is so suffocating that Aiden O'Connell is going to look a lot like Zach Wilson. And if that's the case, like I'm going to like the Jets uh, more than I'm going to like the Raiders. So uh, I, I actually, you know, I actually think the Jets have a better chance to win the win that division than most people do. And I think it's on the back of a, a brilliant defense. And as long as they don't make mistakes like punt returns and, and interceptions and fumbles, um, they should be a solid side moving forward. So if, if anything, I don't really have a big opinion on this game, but I, if anything, it's Jets or nothing for me. Eric, we appreciate it. Great stuff as always here on the show. We encourage everyone to check out the Sumer Sports Football Show with Eric and former Falcons general manager Thomas Dimitrov, and also hit him up on Twitter at Eric Eager underscore. My friend, best of luck with the bets this weekend. Stay well. We'll talk to you next week. You guys are the best. Take care. We are the best. He's right.
Oh, that's very nice. That's a nice thing to say. <laughs> we like, we like, it was, it I don't nice feel like disaster today. If, <laughs> yeah. I don't feel like Listen, but you know what? Yeah, like, like when, and, and, Will, and Will said this when he came on with us, and he's right. And, like, I know, like, people, listeners and viewers, get out the world's small, smallest violin to play for us. Like, everyone's reaching when you do content, like, especially NFL content. We're all reaching the point of the season where, like, everyone's kind of fried. And, like, we're all going to push through because there's no other choice. And there's a lot of excitement right. coming up here. Like, we got a game yeah, this weekend. It's great. It's right. awesome. Also... Like in two weeks, we get three days off in a row for Thanksgiving, and maybe my for the life first is time geared towards Labor that Day. at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah, right. you know, Labor Day at the start of September. You remember that? Uh, so I got, look. I got something for us next segment that might be fun. Oh yeah, you ready for this? What do you got? Yeah, a, a a data engineer came up with the most likely wild card games for both conferences, and I think, yeah, I think I think we're cooking with gas. <laughs> so, yeah, All right, so. all right, we'll get out the Barbie. And get the gas ready. Wildcard matchups next. You better you bet with Nick and Ken.